Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to There Are No Good Games. This is season three of the podcast so far. Um, this is a podcast where myself, Lost Hope, Joe, Redman and Ollie, Bloodtake, uh, discuss our favorite games and Bloodtake tries to convince us why there are no good games out in the world. For there's nothing but darkness in the, out in the outside realms that myself and Joe are the defenders of light, defenders of positive Steam reviews. <laughs> and season three will be our pinnacle season. We'll get a child and burn it on the stake to ensure the victory in battle and make continuous other Game of Thrones references that we don't really want to talk about because it was much like this, a bad TV show. How are we all doing? Yeah, I don't know why I'm here because I still never got my signing bonus from season two. So season three, still nothing in the bank. So, you know, you should be grateful is what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, it's good to if be, you good were to be a here. soap miner... If you're a salt miner, you would have struck gold by this point from the amount of salt you've dug up well, the last two seasons. Generally, if I'm a salt miner, if I struck gold, I mean, it would be slightly inefficient. Yeah. But yes, I would, I would, I would say, yeah. Uh, I mean, at this stage, I don't. It's not the salt from me. It's the salt from, well, you and you know, Red Zelda, and Joe and oh, Mass Effect too. So and probably oh. all the viewers. <laughs> so at this stage, sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, PTSD and all that. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm here. Um, so yeah, good. Forty seconds into the season three, and we're already insulting games that I like. Here we yep. go. I guess we're we're still here. Season three is going strong. So yeah, we've also got a new segment. Uh, Ollie, do you want to break us down into this new segment? Well, yeah. You say new. We did it once and then forgot about it. So I mean, uh, yeah, we could uh, we'll call it new. I guess for season three, uh, the the grand premiere. Um, but this this is a new section we're going to do every podcast where, uh, well, as I said, it's not new, but uh, it's a section where we talk about games we've recently played. Uh, just to this doesn't have to be like new games; it's just any any old game that we decided that uh, we would play uh, because uh, we were trying to find a game that was uh, less bad than all the others. So yeah. That's that's this section, but I, I guess I'll start um, by saying that uh, yeah, for some reason I uh, loaded up uh, No Man's Sky, and uh, yeah, I played for two hours, and it was possibly uh, the worst experience of my life. Uh, I ended up on a planet, and uh, basically, um, yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's just, yeah, basically. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty poor, poor stuff, really. Um, we've mentioned it on the podcast before. I don't think it's worth having a segment for No Man's Sky, really. So uh, we'll just label this, this bit I just did uh, as it. But uh, they keep updating it. So, um, great. More sho shovel into the furnace, yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, from your achievements, it looks like you bought a base and or a freighter. So you must have played a good amount of it for that. I don't know what that means. I just, uh, it didn't tell me. They were just ships. Yeah. I have one achievement. It says, claim a base. Great. I think that was in the tutorial. So, great achievement by that. It's not going to get any backing up or defense of me, I'm afraid. 
Um, I have been playing... I'm playing two games at the moment because I'm fussy. I play one game when I've only got an hour and I play another game when I've got more and more time. One of those games being uh, another spacefaring game. I'm currently playing through the Mass Effect remastered stuffs. Legendary Edition, Commander Edition, whatever the hell it's called. Um, so technically I'm playing through Mass Effect 1 at the moment and god damn have we been babied by autosaves because Jesus Christ... There is not many in that game. The amount of times I've landed on a planet, hit all the collectibles and then died at the end and have to go back to when I first landed on the planet is honestly the worst thing. So I'm safe scumming like no one's business in a basically RPG shooter. You know, safe scumming's normally re left for uh, a game that we'll be talking about later on in the segment. Uh, and then when I don't have much time, I've been playing a lot of State of Decay 2 uh, just because it's... It's just something I can get back into every now and again. I've fallen into that trap. Um, and there's an update coming. And every time I hear a bit of news about State of Decay, I just jump back in and start playing it. So, uh, yeah, trying to play through and beat the game on lethal. It's not bad. How are you finding them? Uh, State of Decay 2 is lethal's really hard. It's really, really, really fun game. I love the base building, community building part of the game. So I, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, Mass Effect I'm loving because it is like a homage like a love letter to the original trilogy and it's you know it's uh, it's still just as enjoyable if not more enjoyable because especially with the first game a lot of gameplay polishing has gone on to it um, they've redone entire well entire, the whole game basically not just how it looks how it plays uh, so um, yeah I, I, I'm never thought I'd enjoy to playing Mass Effect 1 because it was a slog the first time around but I am enjoying playing for it this time around, definitely. That's fair enough. Um, I've currently played. I've currently played one game so far um, over the last couple of weeks, and that's been Moving Out, which is by Team Seventeen. Uh, this is a overcooked-like game in which you and up to three corporate partners can move out of a house by any means by breaking down doors, windows, and possibly stealing turtles as you pack up houses and move from place to place. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty solid game. I, I quite enjoy it. And it's Couch Corp, which is 10 times better than most games, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it needs more co-op nowadays, definitely. They do make a lot of co-op games, though, don't they? So, uh, but they're, they're relatively fun, those games, aren't they? Yeah, no, I would say they're pretty good. Um, they also they do... They make or break friendships. Which one would you say they do? <laughs> um, so I'd say for this one, it's probably more making friendships. Uh, for but it was a loaded question, right? For <laughs> overcooked, I would say it breaks more games because th th these guys seem to really like doing their kind of like breaking your trust in people kind of games because uh, they've got because these are the same guys who do King of Seas um, and Hokago. Huh? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, it's so good. Um, <clears throat> those two survivalists, overcooked. And some other random games as well, but yeah, they're not bad. Well, but yeah, I would say this one makes friendships, while the the other one destroys friendships brutally in the fires and flames of the kitchen. <laughs> Good. So yeah. Well, that's uh, that ends that segment. Uh, yep. Yeah. Basically, only uh, only Joe had fun. It sounds like. So uh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> anyway, why play a game if it's not fun? Well, uh, 
well, okay, well, we'll move on to the next segment. Now we're explaining yeah. everything. <laughs> anyway, so, Tristan, on to you. Um, so let's talk about this week's games. We have a nice plethora of games to go through this week. Nice different genres to kind of discuss as well. We have Fallout 4, Payday, and XCOM. Thoughts on the lineup for this week? I've played all three. I have strong opinions on two of them. Two out of the three. Um, but yeah, I've definitely sunk a lot of hours into most of those games. So um, yeah, looking forward to this one. Yeah. I think it's a good selection. Um, yeah, I think it's so good. I'm, I'm kind of eating a more cheese in celebration of the, the selection of games here. Um, yeah. This is this isn't digital dungeoneers do does ASMR dude like. <laughs> <laughs> I think these games, uh, yeah, good selection doesn't necessarily mean they're good, but we'll find out, won't we, in a moment. Well, much like your Mortizo, let's cut through the soft cho- chocolatey outer coating and get into the crunch of it. So let me just hit up the Ooh. first trailer. That was a good transition. What a segue. <laughs> 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 let me just slap on there, Fallout 4. Here we go. So that was Fallout 4, the trailer. Let's, thoughts about the trailer? Yeah, imagine watching that, buying it, and then getting this complete and utter <laughs> game that you get on Steam. Like That's basically my thought. <laughs> that's... I mirror that basically. That was going to be my uh, my thoughts as well. It, it the trailer's very good. Exactly what you want from a trailer for Fallout. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. Yeah, let, let's talk about a game that has uh, such high hopes and then crashes and burns, much like the atomic bomb crashing into our hopes and dreams. Um, yeah, look, Bethesda has this amazing repertoire and knowledge of making great trailers making everything look amazing but lacks substance underneath that like layer of skin that just sucks and also another settlement needs to help so we need you to come along with us very quickly so yeah uh before i just want to touch on two points of this game that i did genuinely really enjoy and that was the weapon customization I thought that was really, really good, really fun. I really enjoyed, you know, building all the different kinds of weapons, and I enjoyed the settlement building, not the management of Preston and the settlements. I enjoyed the customization, the free lance about of it. It felt a bit limiting sometimes, but also really free other times. So I just want to touch on those two things very quickly and say that they were fantastic, um, and I really enjoyed them. However, this game suffers from the Bethesda RPG, well, Bethesda and RPG curse of dumbing down role-playing games to sell to more people. And I can't stand it. No, there's no classes. There's the skill level ups completely different. Um, you can basically you make whoever the hell you want and they will end up the same character no matter what. There's not really a karma-based system uh, the conversation dialogue is appalling like it just really dumbed down what everyone wanted from a fallout game so it's almost like this isn't a fallout game this is like i don't know it's it's like an offshoot it isn't fallout 4 it's fallout spin-off like how fallout new vegas has its own title this should be fallout 4 boston like it's just a completely different game than what i think a lot of people uh wanted to have yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. It does kind of dumb down the whole RPG and wealth, and uh, they do this annoying thing where it's like, 
you have four dialogue options you can be an angry man you can be a happy man you can be sympathetic or you can just be passive and i think that's really frustrating about the game because you don't actually feel like it's your character it'll be like oh where is sean it could, and you think oh it could be a question where is sean and it's your guy just screaming at this poor woman just going where's my son and you're like mm -hmm. uh this is giving some heavy rain vibes at the moment um but yeah look i'm gonna be brutally honest the main story of fallout 4 takes about four to six hours to maybe complete on a good day um if you struggle with getting um thrown into the brackets of like offshoots and side quests you'll be here for years um each faction takes you to the exactly same point it just depends yep. on what flavor of cake you want to have it will still be the exact same cake but Basically, it's just a different icing on top of it pointless isn't it really yeah you're gonna you're gonna end up going to the i can't remember it's called like inquisition institute institute there we go thank you um you go see sean oh surprise and spoiler alert it's not sean it's robotic sean and the old man is sean um, and don't worry about this wife you spent four hours customizing. She'll get shot in the head in the first five seconds of the oh, game. Oh, I did that as well. <laughs> You're like, oh, be perfect. She'll be a companion. Two minutes into the game, gets shot in the head. You know, someone gets taken away. So, yeah. Um, love and that's a big... Oh, sorry, no, you go, you go. I was just going to say, that's a big problem with this game. Is that It's about story and role-playing. And the main story just isn't compelling. Now... You know, compare this to say, so Fallout Four, you're trying to find your son. Fallout Three, trying to find your dad, which was a lot more compelling for me. Maybe that's because you know I've had a lifetime of searching for my own runaway father. But you know, I found Fallout Three. I couldn't put it down. I couldn't put down the quests. I couldn't put down the main storyline. I played them through to the end. Admittedly, I did play. I have sunk a lot of hours into this game, and that's just more because I want to play Fallout. And this is all I've got, so it's what I have to play. If you look at my Fallout 3, I have every achievement on the on the book, so I've got I've completed 100% Fallout 3 because I just love being in this world. Um, and um, yeah, the, the it just wasn't as quirky. It didn't feel like Fallout. Fallout was weird and strange, but then also really smart and deep. But instead, this game just felt so grey it was so bland it didn't have any of the the charm or the fun or the weirdness of of a of a fallout game yeah but I, I have to agree it's just it's not what it lives up to it's not what it kind of calls out the only thing i will give it uh kudos for is the power armor and the way it treats that lovely way of treating it love the fact you kind of feel like you climb into an exosuit you do feel like a badass and a walking tank uh that's obviously great love the fact you can go score hunting for other stuff but the game does a lot wrong, like the whole buy the collector's edition, buy yourself a Pip-Boy attached to your wrist so you can play the Pip-Boy mm. on your phone was just such a corny, cheesy, bad idea. The companions he never really liked apart from the dog, for me personally. Um, the Brotherhood of Steel stuff was pretty cool. The railroad was just a pain in the ass. The, set the settlement or the settlers, I can't remember what they're called. Um, whichever... Oh, the Minutemen. The Minutemen were just crap um like honestly bad. i didn't want to be any faction apart from the ones that had a lot of power armor and a big ship um <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie here it's this is the decline of fallout fallout as a franchise i feel and it started here when they went from what should have been a rpg game to a rpg base builder with customization and side companions and actions and they just look 
there's, there's a phrase keep it simple stupid they didn't do that they decided to glam it make it amazing and they forgot the main story and content that everyone, that actually drives everyone to come play this game so yeah I, I i think one of the biggest problems and the reason why you know we're we're so heated when we discuss this game is because everyone wanted to love this game everyone wanted to enjoy fallout they wanted a next gen fallout um and what we got just wasn't fallout and th that's why everyone's so mad and rags on this game is because it wasn't what anyone really wanted or expected um from a fallout game i think unironically the best bit of the game was the uh bar harbor dlc and uh that breaks my mm, my yeah. heart to say that the best part was a dlc but um it really was uh it was actually well made in its design the quests were fun when you go down to the vault on uh, far harbor uh you end up in a murder mystery quest with the robots and stuff and it's all oh my god it's, yeah uh, it's, it's it's possibly in my opinion one of the best quests in the game just because it, just how it was built and and the fun you have with that so um yeah that that is that is pretty poor if when you buy the main game um it's it's outdone by severely in terms of its storytelling and everything like that and its dlc now it's not like they were like oh we made a bad you know base game let's now create this dlc i mean the dlc was probably created during the development of the main game and so it doesn't really matter um so yeah i think yeah i think that's kind of disappointing and um the main quest line is uh, extremely dull as you as you say obviously you've got a choice but the, the choice does end up exactly the same the only thing it kind of changes is the side quest you can do along the way yeah um yeah and i think i, I go to kind of sum summary for this is like i played this university uh, and one of the people i like we, we had like a thing to do and he was around mine quite a bit so we said oh let's make it easier i'll play one one version of the game and i'll be this group you play that version of the game and you can be this group and we went yeah that works so we both kind of like each group look and it was exactly the same storyline down to like almost a T. And it was like, oh, it's yeah. time to go to the Institute. Better get our stuff ready. And it didn't matter what team you were, Minutemen, uh, Railroad, you still had to go get the exact same thing. Because in, in my personal opinion, if you're the Brotherhood of Steel, you should imagine a lot of the harder stuff's a lot easier to get. Exactly the same stuff. And it's just like, this is crap. But I think I managed to actually cheese half the stuff without actually having to go scouting or collecting your resources because up until that point you're basically collecting resources anyway so yeah um dog best companion that's all i've got to say I, I i will say they did update the game like the gunplay was good and things like that like did update the gameplay so it wasn't all terrible but that you don't play fallout for the action and the gunplays you play it for the story and you know the engagement yeah sure there's gunplay but that it sort of i mean the gunplay of fallout 3 and new vegas were tech all right new vegas was a bit better than fallout 3 but it was terrible that's why they had vats because it was so bad <laughs> that you needed vats to hit anything reliably yeah um admittedly the gunplay and this is brilliant and i often use the gunplay over vats but yeah they did i i personally i enjoyed the companions i liked having my group of companions i thought they were all pretty interesting all pretty unique even though you do either use a dog or the robot most of the way through um but but yeah i think i 
think we've pretty much covered this one, I think, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing I've got to say is I think what we should do is probably a channel is uh, play Fallout 76 together on stream a couple of times. I do have a Fallout 76 account, actually. Yeah. So it might be worth doing, because I'll be down for playing that, especially with new Brotherhood of Steel um, DLC, which is by You're far You're obsessed the... with the Brotherhood of Steel. Look, if I wasn't a mass apocalypse, would you rather be with a bunch of boys in cowboy hats running around with laser guns or a bunch of guys in metal suits and giant vertebrates? Being a Warhammer fan, you know I'm going to choose the giant metal suits. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's the right option, that's why. Um, but yeah. Um, so let's let's go on to the probably easiest scoring I think we've ever probably gone for. Uh, who wants to kick us off? Uh, you can kick us off. Okay. So I, I want to <coughs> gauge where you're going and then I'll work out what I'm going to score it. Okay. Um, much like the storyline, which is very short, blunt, and to the point, uh, I'm going to give it a three. Ooh, uh, I really didn't like the shortness of the game. I found it really disgusting. They charged you a bunch of money for a Pip-Boy that you had to use with a phone app. Not saying that I did buy it, by the way. Um, the Pip-Boy mm -hmm. was kind of useless. You couldn't really use it yourself. Um, yeah, it was a bit tacky, a bit thrown together. And honestly, I felt like Fallout 3 had more depth, love, and attention given to it than um, your son in this game. So yeah, 3. Um, I'm going to give... I'm going to be a bit more forgiving and give it a 5. Now that's only because I have admittedly sunk a lot of time into this game and you know there are elements of the game that I like. However, 5 is, you know, that's an average game. When Fallout should not be an average game. It should be a 9, a 10. It should be up there. It's a triple A title. It should be up there as a fantastic piece of storytelling and RPG, but it's not. It's got some shiny new toys, but it's neglected everything else it's supposed to. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah, it's a triple A zero from me, I'm afraid, on this side of things. Um, I mean, enough said. Aren't we supposed to be proving that there are good games? And I we think spend that was more your time. That's your job. Uh... So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to our mission statement. It's to prove there are some good games. This does not constitute okay. a good game in my personal opinion. Um, yeah, look, let's be honest here. I think a five-year-old could have written a better story than Todd Howard could have. When uh, um, does the sun come into play? Because so far, this is our 15th episode, and I've uh, failed to see one. Oh, what, sorry, one, apart from oh. Time Splitters oh, 2. Sun. Sorry, Time Splitters 2. Sorry, my bad. Sorry. I mean, there's been some um, good games. We've had, like, God of War that's, that's creeped into a cheeky 5, Skyrim that's creeped into a 6, Mario Kart. That's what's our highest in... one? Um, It's Lil Big Planet, or no, there's one better than Lil Big Planet. No, I think it's Lil Big Planet at a 7. See? That's a good game. We all agreed it was a good game as well. We need to review that. So, the servers have gone offline. <laughs> um, he's gonna hack into our uh, our spreadsheet where we keep all of this and change all the scores really low oh no our unprotected google drive password um <laughs> so much like most of the other seasons we start off very very strong um i think this is actually our lowest rated game no yes it can't be lower than mass um, effect 2 evil 6 <laughs> leave mass effect out of this <laughs> Um, it's as good as Outward. 
Oof. Uh, a cheeky 2.5. Um, honestly, I think, yeah. There's more love given the storyline than outwards in this game. So yeah, that was uh, Fallout 4, a cheeky 2.5. Um, let's move on to another game that's rated a 2, uh, Payday 2. Uh, this is a pretty good game. Uh, let's have a look at the trailer. That was uh, Payday 2. Um, I think it officially wins the record for the longest lasting game trailer I've ever seen. I don't think so. It's not a Nintendo game, so uh, I don't think it's anything <laughs> close to honest with you. I will say uh, that on the, trailer. Uh, the trailer was probably longer than half the mission, so that's a good start. Yeah, that, that trailer managed to make action boring. That was... Uh, I'm glad the game isn't like the trailer because, damn, that was slow... Uh, I mean, I think we were saying while we were watching it, it's probably that second game syndrome where they don't, where a game company is like, we don't really have to show off much about the game because you've already, you know what game it is. So just look, we're making another one as opposed to, you know, any actual gameplay or anything other than some slow-mo stills of people flying through windows. That's basically it. Yeah, it's got that um, Dead Island kind of vibe to it, which is like, it's going to be very edgy, but everything in slow motion or no motion at all. And then you can kind of work out the storyline as you're kind of going along here, right? Except that wasn't actually so, yeah. a good trailer, the uh, the uh, Dead Island one. Dead Island one was fantastic. Yeah. The game was just not what they promised. Anyway. <laughs> oh, kind of like the last game we just talked about. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's funny how trailers don't work out the same way the game does. <laughs> It's funny how marketing always manages to fool me into buying <laughs> games. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the gameplay for Payday 2. Uh, who wants to kick us off? I haven't played this game an awful lot. I, I have played, I have sunk some hours into it. But mainly just like, uh, I'm bored. Uh, I've got a friend that's bored. Let's jump on Payday for a bit and just shoot some stuff. Um, other than that, I haven't really played too much of the game. Um, the gunplay is fun. I mean, it, it's one. It's my old adage where it's it's good at what it does. If you want to play a game where you rob banks, this is pretty good. Um, I mean, it's probably the only game where you rob banks, but there you go. Um, the gunplay is good. The custom. Uh, um, there's no story really. Uh, the mission variety is at least it does try some mission variety where you know you've got your generic bank robberies, but then there's like the meth one and things like that so there is some variety in some of the stuff that you're doing the class system seems a bit flawed on it if i remember rightly where like um it only seems to be a couple of classes actually worthwhile investing in or at least i felt that way um and the ai is abysmal uh in terms of the uh i normally played with either two or three people so there's always at least two or f two or one one or two bots and AI teammates were just terrible. They were just really, really bad. They didn't have a class, so they just were generic and they were a bit useless. Um, always going down and doing stupid stuff. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that's fair. Um, I'll go for it, Ollie. I was going to say, uh, it depends how you play the game. Obviously, you can go in all guns blazes, can't you? Um, but then, you know, I don't think that's always actually the fun. Like, it might be fun initially, but actually, I think mm. that gets pretty boring. So, you know, the last time I played it for an extended time was to try and do, you know, stealth gameplay as a group. And that is, you know, exciting. That's much more exciting. So, I think it really depends. The game has an, a lot of different missions, to be fair. 
there's a lot of content in it bearing in mind that a lot of it was actually dlc um not not from the original game but now is packaged within the ultimate edition um but it's yeah there's some levels which are, are much more fun to do than others stealthy um there's a really hard kind of art man in museum one which is uh i think the hardest in the game which took actually many many hours to get done i reckon it was like eight to nine hours to do in full stealth so that took quite a while um again some of the other big dlc uh, the big banks those kind of stuff they again harder to do stealth but um rewarding so yeah it's i, th I think the base game you know it is what it is uh, they supported it hell of a lot i mean one of the main issues i have with this game i think it's really important to talk about is uh the way they added microtransactions and then had to get rid of them it, well in fact they had to buy out their publisher's rights to get the, the game back so they could remove the microtransactions i i mean it was such a absolute um disaster that uh, it ruined the game uh it made people not want to play it anymore it, it, it basically tarnished what everything they had worked for because of it and yes they fixed it um, but you can lose a whole load of people, you know, your player base because of it. Now, will they make the same one with Payday 3 coming out next year, 2023? Maybe. Uh, maybe not. You know, back then, 2014, 13, you know, it was kind of when a lot of games had their uh, microtransactions, but this one just seemed to fall flat on it. So they, they seem to be pu pulling a lot more money than they should have been. But it ruined the game, I think, for a lot of people, and that's something so important to remember about that. You can have a whole fun gameplay um, on a loop and, and do things as friends, whether it's stealth or, or you know, you go full gunplay. But if, if what you're selling is a whole load of, uh, you know, crap around it, then that's, that's not good. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, we talk about microtransactions a lot on this because obviously... We're in that weird go between, go between where we we've played games before they were really heavily monetized, and now we're, you know, adults during times now when it is really heavily monetized as well. So we see it a lot more than I think some of like the the younger guys do, where they're like, oh yeah, it's just another loot box. When to us that's like, what there was a loot box doing here? Do you know what I mean? Um, so I don't think I played this game until after uh, they'd bought bought that back um but i also had the like super duper special edition or whatever the hell it's called um with all with all the bits on I there mean, uh, but yeah they they did all sorts like they've got all their um like guest characters like i think john wick's in it and things like that that you know you can pay to play as john wick they've got like h3 that. h3 you know like they've got a whole <laughs> load of people oh my god they yeah, do don't Elon, they uh, him. so i mean they did a lot of partnerships and um you know the hotline uh Miami stuff Miami. was quite good. That was good uh, as part of it. I mean, you know, as the professional esports uh, historian of the podcast, there was an esports tournament at DreamHack Summer 2016 for this game. Um, I <laughs> that's what I originally was thinking. How, how did they do that? <laughs> but I reckon it was to uh, rob the bank, get the most money in the fastest time, or something. Um, I, I don't know who played in this. I, I'm willing to go back after the podcast and find out how exactly this was an eSport. But maybe that's what we need to look at. When Payday 3 comes out, let's see how it could be an eSport. Maybe that's what they were doing wrong the whole time. Why is there only let's one eSports tournament for this game? That's clearly what the issue was. 
Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I'm so going to bring a couple it back. Things Don't from... worry. You watch, watch this space. <laughs> Payday Esports coming soon. You'll be asked the Digital Dungeoneers Payday Esports team. We're the only guys that show up. And we're winners every year. Um, exactly. I think, I think our team name would have to be There Was No One Else. I think that's basically what our esports team would say. I don't know what the jersey would be. Maybe like a bin bag or something like that. It doesn't have to be expensive. I reckon that's... The question mark. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Some guy, it's just our know, ID um, tags just printed. I was, I was going to say, um, it's the Tarantino film. Uh, what's it called? With um, Reservoir Dogs? No, not Reservoir Dogs. With... Uh, guy from greece um oh uh, yeah pulp fiction. fiction where he just walks in and is like holding his arms out like where is she you know that's that's basically the front of the jersey above it there was no one else with the the, the silhouette of him <laughs> basically that's the way i see it <laughs> we've done it all right guys i'll see you guys later we're gonna go i uh, make some hey, t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> here we come um so just from my perspective there's a couple of things they could so let me just let me just dial it back for a second um i think the main thing about this game is that there's a lot they could have done to improve some of the quality of life um it would have been nice to have the fact that there was comms stuff like that it would be nice to be able to use your comms to tell people to get down rather than using like an f key to constantly mash it to tell people to get down while one person had to watch everything going on um that would have been kind of like a nice thing it's like simple things like that would have been good um like joe said the ai is pretty appalling so if you do try and play yourself a friend and you try and do like a stealth one it always ends the same way like most um optional stealth missions i'm using uh air brackets here which is you try your best you get caught you shoot someone in the face and then you just keep on rolling with the punches until someone dies um so yeah i've experienced that firsthand especially with blood take on the podcast where i played with himself and uh another uh friend hellmite in which I just got berated for two hours about shooting people in the back of the head with no science weapons, but moving on from that very swiftly. You were the worst um, stealth like I think I've ever had. <laughs> but, we, but did I kill people? Yes, and there Bad. we have it. Okay, right. I, <laughs> they I may or may not be civilians. Point, but that's fine. Good, good, yeah. Throw it on. Um, I, I like the idea. I like the concept of it. Um, it felt like your money didn't mean much, so you'd get a mission that would give you 50 to 100k yeah. worth of dollars, and you could buy a pistol, and you'd be like, oh, okay, that's all I need then. Or you'd try to look for a mask. It's like, oh, you have to get a special achievement. Uh, later then to be pooped on by the microtransactions, as Blood Take points out. Um, look, it's a good game. It was very, very samey here and there, which is basically answer the pager, answer the phone, knock people out, tell them to get down, mash F, pray to God some random civilian across the street getting a bagel by the corner shop doesn't glance over to you for a microsecond and therefore calls the police. Um, I think it's almost impossible not to get the police called on you unless you're um, like a pro player or have exactly knowing the lay outline and knowledge of the entire map. Um, look, it's, it's a fun game. It's frustrating. I, I would say I probably enjoy it a lot more doing the whole run and gun shooting um, Scarface scenario, but that's just me. Games are meant to be played to be enjoyed, not to be, um, yeah, struggling to try and get it going. So that's my two, two, two cents on the game. And that was my TED Talk thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I played it guns blazing. I, I mean, I, I used to play it with my uh, brother uh, and he would, uh, he would try to sneak in and I'd be out the back and my, uh, in the car park or something 
loaded up with my loadout which had like the full body armor so i was completely like the second i walk into a place the alarm went off so i just waited until he f***ed up the stealth and then i would go in and clean up all the mess was basically my job um but yeah i think it's a fun game to put on for like a couple of hours but there isn't once you've done it all once i think the replayability of it really drops off it doesn't really feel like there's a huge deal to unlock for me anyway obviously you unlock new weapons and things like that but once you've got your go-to guns you're not really going to be changing that up all too much um yeah you can change your melee weapons but they're all cosmetics i think for the most part anyway yeah um and i'm um, so yeah oh go for it no i was just saying then the masks as well they were they were like you had to have the money to buy them but you also had to unlock them as well uh at least when i played at the end of every mission you like flip some cards over and you got some stuff but you also had to buy that stuff so that was how you got masks you couldn't just find a mask and go oh i want that one oh i've just i'll spend all the money i've got from that heist you'd have to hope to unlock a mask before you could buy one um which i thought was really bizarre design choice yeah and i'm not gonna lie here it the game punishes you for going guns blazing even though on the trailer it shows everyone guns blazing all the time even though the promo footage showed everyone guns blazing and it just isn't what it should be um yeah look but um there was also like a sniper role that you didn't really get to play because realistically you just get shot in the head by another sniper and that'd be dead uh but yeah it, it needs some love and attention i think a little bit more substance to it um scoring i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with another five on this one it does what it does well but in terms of being like a overall great game it, i just don't think it is really okay um it's not a bad game it does what it does well but um it's just it's just not really uh um yeah it's just not really what i hold in high regard for video games really so i would have given it a one however no i'm joking um i was gonna say due to ethan and Ela being two masters of the game it's gonna be bumped up to a three uh but yeah look uh, it's a fun game i wouldn't say again it's worth the 60 triple a title and pricing uh you do the exact same things back and forth and then they're trying to charge you more for it so yeah i'm gonna give it a four i think Plotic. right so you said three and then you've gone up to four so i was just, I was just I'm, I'm going up to what four. you actually gave it but that's fine i understand what you're saying uh but yeah i'm gonna give it um you know a positive zero because i think the microtransactions ruined the game uh mm -hmm. the yeah i think it does aim to force you to do more gunplay than stealth um and so it's not the game i want that might come soon but you know we'll see when it's properly esports maybe you know we'll give it a point but so far not so good yeah and i think they probably could have done something along the lines of like you know the left for dead um, mentality where you have one team attacking one team defending that'd be really good for like a left for dead idea like cops versus robbers would be like almost perfect but yeah yeah no exactly okay um so that gives payday to a well-deserved score of a three hopefully three can get a higher score than three um Aha. moving on to last but not least uh we're talking about the xcom series let's have a look at the trailer definitely least 
right so that's the XCOM 2 trailer thoughts on the trailer yeah it's a pretty good trailer it's pretty action-packed it you know it shows off it even though it's not technically telling you what's gonna happen having played XCOM 2 I know the things it's showing off in in that trailer that maybe someone's not picking up on um, such as the whole resistance aspect of it as opposed to being like you know uh, fighting the alien landing you're fighting the alien government basically um, so yeah I think it's quite a strong trailer yeah um, I, I think the trailer does it justice um, they, they show you all the classes they show you everything else you need to be aware of they show you like new hints tips and they even show you some classic enemies and uh, some new enemies as well which is done very well including the new base which is amazing yeah, I'm glad the trailer showed the monotonous turn-based combat. I'm really glad the trailer focused heavily on that. Admittedly, there was no gameplay of the turn-based combat. <laughs> I mean, they had the cinematic gameplay, which is like the main gameplay. Um, what? Yeah, no, I think cinematic? If your game is watching the cinematic is your favourite bit, there's a serious issue with the game. I'm not going to lie yeah, here. I don't understand where that came from. That, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> anyway, to I guess we're going to talk about the game. <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I think we're ready to not hear what I've got to say just yet. So uh, I'm ready to hear the pitch of why you think this is a good game. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, you can go first and I'll, I'll throw in okay. some stuff. Now, I absolutely loved the XCOM franchise. XCOM 2 was, is definitely my favourite one. I know a lot of people like the older ones, but for me, this one is the best one. Um, the gameplay is super fun, super addictive. The amount of times I've sworn, cussed out, or got really annoyed at this game really is a testament to um, this how, much, how invested you get into this game and how, um, and how annoying RNG can be. But I think that's part of the charm of this sort of games. You know, you've got the story's really engaging the whole way through. Um, you know, you uh, in the previous game you were working with the government to fight off the aliens. Uh, this one starts and humanity inevitably lost, and you are the resistance fighting back against the aliens that have come in and sort of uh, taken over as a world government. Um, and you play as a as a group, just sort of resisting, traveling around, building resistance groups, fighting back basically. And it works really, really well with the way you travel from country to country and building up your resistance, building up your base. It's still got the base building from the classic game, so you, it, anyone's that was a fan of that part of the game is still there. Um, they got rid of some of the features that felt a bit unnecessary, such as the, um, uh, the UFO interceptors when you'd click a button to send your plane and you'd watch the plane shoot down a UFO and then nothing would happen. They got rid of that bit. Um, I mean, the customization's fun. Uh, your characters really feel like your soldiers and you get really invested in them. And because there's permadeath, you obviously get very invested when they die. And this is all what's in the base game. And when the DLCs dropped, it completely changed the game in terms of whole two new factions, new enemies, um, new upgrades, mechs, robot. Like, it just adds so much. It's like when, what I've mentioned before, in, in the Civilization uh, when we talk about Civilization Season 2, that 
this game when it adds DLC it's not like a, oh you don't really need this if you buy the DLC for this game you are playing a completely different game to the base game it's like it's like putting in installing a giant mod um, and um, yeah I think I've I think I've simped too hard too long for this over this game now so uh, Tristan, do you want to shut me up for a bit? No, um, I, look, I'm, I'm kind of on the same podium here of a uh, hype man for the game. Um, so I got introduced to it when I was younger, playing XCOM Enemy Unknown or known as XCOM UFO Defense with my dad um, when I was a little bit aged. So I kind of grew up with the whole like DOS moving up to like Terror of the Deep, Apocalypse, Interceptor, First Alien Invasion, Enforcer Genesis Alliance. Those were all the DLCs that kind of brought it up and it did kind of build up slowly by slowly. Um, and then we get to XCOM Enemy Unknown, which was such a good game, so good for turn base. It kind of made you feel attached to those characters, absolutely great. Um, you felt like you were fighting the fight, you were defending all that sort of stuff. And you did feel like you were on the back foot and you're trying to fight with these new technologies and grow. And then XCOM 2 comes in. And oh my God, you feel so under pressure, under stress. It makes you feel like you're playing that simulation strategy game. You don't have many resources, you don't have many people. You've got to fight, you've got to run and gun, you've got to use everything in your like repertoire where you kind of have to say, screw the science missions, we need to get these guys out and kill everything to running with someone on your back who's injured to try and get them off uh, and out of sight. Like amazing game, amazing core game, does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, the modding scene, very, very dedicated, very loving, very caring. Um, nothing is cooler than having a bunch of stormtroopers or like the Halo Spartans then and there, or even adding the long wall, which goes, hey, this is a hard game. Let me just turn up the dial a little bit more to 11. And you go, oh my God, again, it's a brand new game. Th look, Fraxis um, and 2K, like you said, they absolutely nail it with their content. They make out really good games. You go, this is a great game. Much like Civ, they bring out a DLC. They bring out a DLC for XCOM. And you go, yeah, this isn't this isn't the game I bought. This is a brand new game with more mm -hmm. care, clarity, and more dedication than anyone else has ever seen. You like speak to uh, Sid Myers, who created the first XCOM, like the remakes. He played through every single one of his team. There was XCOM nights and Fridays in the office. Like there was love, passion, and care put into this project and you can taste it in every single second. Get a shotgun, you miss, you're sat there at the computer going, do I just restart the whole mission now? Or do I just see how it goes and roll with the punches of it? Like that's classic XCOM. Save scumming came from XCOM. There's nothing better than playing there, terrified as a group of friends, watching each of your characters try and perform something and sometimes pull off the coolest move of the evening and everyone cheers and literally screams going, oh my God, it happened. And there's nothing worse than seeing a brute or um, an insectoid or a chrysalis run around the corner and impale your favorite guy. Like, yeah. Hats off to 2K. Hats off to Fraxis. Probably one of the best games we'll talk about on the podcast, hands down. That is some high praise. And I will add to that with more high praise. This game is one of those games where you, like, everyone unlike most story-based games because this is a story-based game even though it is a turn-based uh, strategy game um everyone has the same beats everyone has the same cool moments oh that bit when that scripted event happens you make your own stories when you play this game like oh that bit when i don't know for instance with me uh, i was in, i was in a fight and i missed like a 95 percent shot i was so mad so so mad that my next soldier 
shoots with his gun, he has a 5% chance to instantly kill anything he hits. Boom! Kills the kills the uh, the boss alien that I was trying to fight uh, without going into too much detail. And I was over the moon that that happened because we were losing this fight or what have you. So it is one of those games where you just... It's not make your own fun, but you everyone has their own stories and makes their own stories. And it makes the game unique to everyone that plays it because of that. Um and uh, customization and this is the deal when we're talking about the dlc as well which we met we've both mentioned is this is the way dlc or microtransactions if you want to call it that um should be it should add something huge to the game or at least be worth you know make a great game xcom 2 by itself was fantastic and they go we can make it better let's add more stuff because i would much rather i would happily pay more money into this game if they release new dlc for this game now i'd buy it even though i've spent gotta be near a hundred plus pounds on all the dlc in the base game itself because it's a good game so it deserves that because i want to play more of it um so so yeah it's just it's just yeah really 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 well done yeah and i think you kind of hit the nail on the head and the thing is there there aren't many other games like this. I'd say it's probably like three in total. There's this, there's Phoenix Point, and then there's mm. the Gears of War uh, kind of game as well. It's Gears like, Tactics. Yeah, and then there's another one coming out at E3, but we'll talk about it after we give it a rating, so that way Ollie oh, can't use yeah. it as fuel. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Ollie, what, what are your thoughts well, on this terrific saga? Commander, you see, because the game itself, okay, it's just so much like, like, it just goes on and on and on like it just it there's just so much stuff it's it there's there's too much okay secondly okay there's there's too much of this randomness in a game now randomness in a game is fine but when absolutely anything at all can go wrong that you cannot like tactically prepare for okay and tactically prevent and that happens so often that is a bad thing and i think that it it almost will make people hate the game because they literally cannot do anything different because the game just does it and that's what happens and it might happen from one playthrough to another and that's a massive issue um i when i played the game when the game came out uh yeah pretty buggy and broken like things just didn't work properly uh, like uh, aliens just didn't exist uh and they were there you know the game crashed um it was it was poor Never even minding how long it used to take to load the bloody game in the first place. You know, you kind of spent out... I probably spent more time loading, you know, loading a part of the game or the game itself than actually playing the game because it... Yeah, just just why. Anyway, you might say, well, you know, they improved that. It got better. But it didn't because they just added more stuff and it just made it more confusing and just more like you just want to enjoy the game now you want to play a tactical game a turn-based game that's great but you don't want to be like playing a turn-based game where you're like great i can't wait to you know meticulously plan this out and then suddenly you know you get complete and utter by some absolute rubbish um you know mind control panic whatever it might be just like to ruin your day so uh yeah i i think the game poorly designed from a balanced perspective but on the other side you have like you plan for things to go wrong like you know you're not going to make every shot so you plan that 
oh, okay, this this is a worse shot than this other guy. Maybe I don't shoot. Maybe I do something else. Or I know that I keep getting mind controlled. I better invest in the mind shield, which allows you to not get mind controlled. Admittedly, in terms of balance, the game is not balanced at the start of the game, especially on the harder difficulties. But that is to do with the storytelling of the game. I know it sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but you are a resistance and you have like base ballistic weapons and you're you're basically building up and upgrading your forces and getting stronger and better until you match and then exceed the aliens and they add new aliens to combat that however i will admit that on the harder difficulties for a new time player that it is exceptionally difficult but that's why you know there's tutorials and easier difficulties so you don't have to jump in and get absolutely squashed in your first match so I think for me that let's pull this back a bit and let's have a let's have a discussion about another game that's very very similar. Let's talk about um, Dungeons and Dragons for two seconds. Dungeons Ooh. and Dragons is exactly like this game. It's all down to luck. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how well you prepare. Shit goes wrong. Like it does happen, and you try and make sure the numbers are always in your favor. It doesn't matter what happens at the end of the day. The dice will play. The dice play. But this is the sort of game you, you do need to kind of just stack the odds in your favor for the, like, I'd say three quarters of the game until you get towards the end. And that was the exact same in the first XCOM. You sit there and you have five sectoids that will wipe the floor with your 10 guys. But by hour six, hour seven, you'll walk into five sectoids and you'll have some good carapace armor. You'll have like a laser gun and you will absolutely just boss them through and absolutely destroy them in one on one combat. That's what makes the game good. There is development. There is story. You you look at where you are now, fighting brutes, vespids, and all that sort of stuff, and then you look at where you started, and it's just a completely different game. I think that's part of the charm of it, honestly. I mean, Dungeons Dragons with friends. I wouldn't necessarily call the computer my friend, uh, and it destroying me hopelessly. But also, um, you know, you can't just made it clear that the game is not balanced because. If you're suddenly later game not having much challenge then i don't know what the point really is no sorry what, what i meant was like the fact that you would struggle with five monsters at the start of the game you bump into those five same monsters late game and you absolutely destroy them which is good because you show development um the only thing i have to say about this game on top of everything else is it's not a multiplayer game by trade or by description but it is it could be a multiplayer game like i sat there when i was 17 18 i had four other people in the room with me playing XCOM and we took turns playing our own characters and that's so cool because you actually feel like it's your own game at that point so yeah I mean you could play Minecraft with friends by mining one block each on the same mouse like it doesn't make it a good game does it I, I think I think he's lost Joe I'm sorry I mean, in terms of the multiplayer I mean there isn't really other than verses so I, I get where Ollie's coming from on that point however his other points I think I just I, I disagree with I think uh, towards the end of the game when we say it gets easier it's only getting easier in a sense where those enemies that, as Tristan said would have originally wrecked you at the start aren't as difficult so now you're facing newer and tougher enemies or you have to tackle scenarios in different ways instead of all of your enemies having uh, mind control attacks they all now run around with grenades and smart and strategize or they're now mechanized units that hack you and cause issues to you in a different way 
um, or they add uh, the Lost, which is added in the DLC, admittedly, which shake things up quite a lot. Um, I will admit, I will admit that at times, especially playing this game on the Xbox, there are crashes, crashes at key points. Even today, it still happens sometimes when you're crashing and you've got to reload that autosave. But oh no, you're playing on Iron Man, so you go back to the last save that you made, which was two hours ago, and you're really, really annoyed. Admittedly, that that does happen. But I'm going to use the phrase I've been waiting to say the whole way through this review. That's XCOM, baby. That's what happens when you play these games. You admit that not everything's going to go your way and that you are going to get mugged off at some point and scream at the telly. I can't tell the amount of times that uh, Alina really has heard me swear and throw my controller while playing this game. But damn it, I love it and I'm addicted to it. Yeah, and at least it's that sex come rather than get good of the classic docs I was saying. That's all I have to say. Are we doing scores? I think we're doing scores. <laughs> Much to blood takes screaming and kicking as I think as we drag him towards the score line. Uh Joe, why don't you start us off? I'm struggling. You know, you know what's right. You can feel it in your heart. Give it the score it deserves. I don't think I can give it that score I'm thinking of, though, because I'm reserving that for a future game slash game franchise that I'm talking about. You can't, because that that's not worthy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do it. XCOM 2 is getting is 10 out of 10. Perfect. I know it's XCOM, XCOM franchise, but I, 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 XCOM 2, I'm giving the 10 out of 10 to, and XCOM in general is pretty damn good, so I, I, I'm letting that score sit across the two. That's my first one. I don't give that lightly. I think this game's fantastic. I've sunk hours, money, time, sweat, blood, everything into this game, and I, I want to, just talking about it now, I think I'm going to start up a new playthrough. I think group, group playthrough, throwing the question out there. Um, look, I'm going to be honest here. XCOM 2 is a game that you can sit and play there for four hours, an hour. You could do a quick mission. You could play it on the train. You could play it on the plane. You could play it in bed. It's going to only get better. It's only getting better with mods. It's only getting better with DLC. And you know what? At some point, there's going to be XCOM 3, and that's going to be amazing. So for me, I'm going to have to drop the bomb as well and give it a beautiful, well-deserved 10. Yes! Games f 0 out of 10. That's XCOM, <laughs> baby. You can get all the scores and good luck you like. Great, you got two 10s. Well, there you go. There's your f***ing RNG. 0 out of 10. Ruins your game. Done. <laughs> so with with that score I think that's going to be what that's got to be high right do we do we round up or do we round down this podcast I do forget sometimes we say we round, round down. down it's round don't down, even right? down. Don't, don't try it <laughs> don't, <you? laughs> don't try as much as I as much as I want to round up we uh, I have to stick to the rules it's a round down so we we give XCOM the franchise a 6.5 as good as gta Ooh. san andreas 
as good as Time Splitters 2. Oh my god, that's a high praise there. Thoughts on the scores. Well, that's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, 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 I disagree. I, I'm a simp for XCOM, I'm a simp for Fraxis. I don't know how I'm going to feel about XCOM, uh, sorry, Fraxis pulling out a XCOM based Marvel game. Oh, don't even get me started on that thing, man. <laughs> that's being leaked. I thought Ollie was going to bring it up. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to bring up, but I didn't want to drop. I didn't want to give him the keys to the XCOM cruiser or the keys to the base. But yeah. Well, anyway, moving on to future games that will not get 10 out of 10 from anyone on this podcast. We have the games coming <laughs> up over the next two weeks from the 16th of June to the 30th of June. So... Bearing in mind, uh, just to let everyone know, um, it's not really 16th of June because uh, nothing's coming out this week. So we're practically only looking at uh, uh, the 21st to the 30th, uh, just to let everyone know that's uh, pretty much not yeah, not, not coming out. So um, to look at this, um, we have some classic games coming out uh, that, of course, everyone wants to play, starting uh, with... Um, absolutely nothing new. Well, okay, so we have uh, one of the first ever games on the podcast rated. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 coming to the Nintendo Whoa. Switch. So, uh, not a new game. Oh, but <laughs> well, if you are, all. if you wanted to play <laughs> the game we rated so low compared to what we just rated XCOM, then uh, go, go buy it on the Switch probably 60 quid knowing nintendo games um so oh, enjoy yeah. that re-release uh we also have destroy all humans coming to the nintendo switch which we talked about i think maybe the last podcast of the the previous yep. series um yeah yeah, got that. yeah but the game we've all been waiting for mario golf super rush also coming to the nintendo switch on the june 25th so so i i have to i have to say something about this and i'm not gonna lie Mario sports games have that sweet spot on the Nintendo franchise, which is it looks dumb. Uh, I'm not going to play it. Four hours later, a couple of friends and a couple of drinks, and you guys are screaming at the TV at each other for doing bad at the game. Thoughts? I mean, the last time I played Mario Tennis with uh, some of the people on Digital Dungeoneers, it got very heated. I shouted some things at uh, Crazy Mage. I shouted some things that lost hope. There was apologies. There was swearing. There was alcohol. I was, was going to say, you didn't actually regret no. anything you said, obviously, because it was true. No. But, uh... Oh, no. Oh, no. Mo most of it, she was in the wrong place. I still hold that. You can, you can tell her, Tristan. Tell her that she was standing in the wrong place. She should have got that damn ball. But anyway. Oh, don't worry. She told uh, Blood I... Take that story recently. So yeah, I heard this story I, um... recently. So uh, it still lives <laughs> on the, uh, the pain you've given people while playing Mario Tennis. Um, yeah, um, okay, let's, let's find some. So we've got that as a new game. We've got Rogue Book coming to PC on June 25th. Uh, this is a deck-building game, um, uh, which obviously we've never had enough of over the last 10 years. Um, but apparently, this could be the next big one. Oh. But who knows? Um, it kind of looks like a mobile game on PC. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, so maybe not. Yeah. Well, I'll take that back. Uh now, this game, <laughs> Lego Builder's Journey, starts the name, coming to Switch and PC on June 22nd. 
there recently was a video released which shows RTX, NVIDIA RTX for this game. Um, and it actually does look amazing. Uh, it looks like an amazing game uh, with oh, RTX wow. on it. Um, it's probably the best Lego you've ever seen. Um, yeah. And, and it's not in real life. So uh, that could be quite good. It's a puzzle game. Uh, you're trying to like get your uh, person to like cross paths and stuff like that. Um, and like it looks, it looks like it could be quite fun. You know, you've got to be into the simple kind of puzzle games like this. It's something that maybe you'll play just as like a chill game by yourself. Um, you know, uh, chill out. But obviously, that's coming on Nintendo Switch uh, and PC. Obviously, the, the PC will probably have the RTX. I don't know if the Switch will. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely check that out if you want a simple if you're looking for a new puzzle game um that you you know lego is a franchise that i think everyone likes i don't think i've never mm -hmm. met anyone who's like doesn't like lego I, I don't know unless you've they've had some sort of uh issue from stamping too much on lego as a child with their foot maybe but uh you know um that's possible uh and uh i guess the final uh game we'll talk about uh today is scarlet nexus uh the biggest one of the entire release there's been a lot of trailers for this game this is coming out june 25th on playstation 5 xbox series xs oh. playstation 4 xbox one and pc um this yeah this is the the biggest game of the entire of the entire uh, section for sure um obviously bandai namco are a uh, developer and publisher so very well known uh, company making this game so I, I guess we'll see what the reviews look like when it does come out, though. It reminds me of that uh, Code Vampire or Code Blood game. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I, I don't think it, I mean, it just, to me, it just looks like every other uh, Japanese hack and slash game to come out in the last 15 years, to me, personally. But maybe I'm just not the target audience for this. Maybe. But, you know, you like XCOM, Simon. Clearly, you don't like good games. Yeah. So, um, I like good games. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, from, there we go. So, uh, that's a good release. Now, um, I'm going to bring this up, even though it's entirely pointless. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, you have missed the entire of E3. So, I'm going to list off the things you've missed, just in case you res <laughs> retrospectively want to go look it up. Um, so, uh, we have uh, some cool stuff. Uh, coming up soon um, I mean you know ultimately you know we'll, we'll bring this out on June 16th is the day of release uh, if you've listened to this podcast at the exact moment that it comes out uh, I, I reckon it's 6.30 is that right Joe we still release this at 6.30 do we uh, I think it's normally 6 okay. on the dot but well we, if we, you're listening to I this can podcast delay I can delay then it. <laughs> turn it off because you're missing Steam Next Fest which is live at this time <laughs> at six o'clock so uh but that is the last one so if you literally are past six o'clock you haven't you know you're not sitting on your spotify on your phone on your sofa anticipating the release of this podcast at six o'clock um then you have missed everything but of course on the next podcast we will talk about everything e3 i reckon we will we we could actually have an e3 special where we only talk about Ooh. games that were shown in the trailers um and, and talk about that but obviously uh, there's no promises there. If you, you know, you look next week after this one comes out, or two weeks after this comes out, and you see E3 special, then you know somehow I was able to convince Tristan and Joe of something, and not the other way around. 
So, uh, I, I mean, as long as Breath of the Wild 2 is on there, I'm set to talk about it. Oh, fair, fair disappointment, most likely. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure that, uh, in fact, if you would like to hear Tristan rage about how angry he is that Breath of the Wild 2 is either not there or not good, uh, <laughs> or he has to spend 300, 400, 500 pounds on a new Switch, then uh, do tune in uh, in two weeks' time <laughs> for the next podcast. It's highly likely. Um, thank you very much, guys, for listening to the podcast. As usual, um, we've been your hosts, um, Pierre, and we'll see you in two weeks' time for the next podcast, where it'll be an E3 specialized one. Ollie's already convinced me. That's how strong his negotiation skills are. Let's be honest. Everything we say on this podcast, we forget by the next one we record. So uh, it's probably, <laughs> yeah. if we have it, we've done well. I've written it down and not lost the post-it note. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully you guys will see us on the next podcast where we shame Lost Hope about uh, um, the new Zelda game relentlessly and the new Switch. Well, goodbye from me. Stay digital and keep dungeoning. We'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye.